Welcome, podcast listeners, to Roll Radio, where each week we listen in as aspiring adventurers play the world's greatest role-playing game, Dungeons and Dragons. Join us as we travel to far-off Faerun, where we discover the Sword Coast in turmoil and in desperate need of heroes. Last time on Roll Radio... Our average knight was taken down by a mysterious explosion. Jake quickly cast some healing, but for some reason, it had no effect on Eric. But there was no time to ascertain the who's, what's, when's, and how's as a hasty retreat was underway. Cullen hoisted his best friend on his shoulders and headed for the antechamber while Esmir left a wake of exploding meteors and earned the moniker Duogar Slayer. Gnomes shittied, treaty bags were handed out, M&Ms were shared, Boar Boar was avenged. The party fought their way back to the shrine room where Esmir made Halia an offering and a promise. This must have pleased the goddess for the flag of their enemy burst into flames, and a dwarven war cry was heard by all as our heroes were filled with the blessings of Halia. They all felt bolstered and renewed, and Elric suddenly awoke with a start. But Elric didn't recognize anyone, not even his beloved tutor Jake. In fact, he didn't even know who he was. As they were trying to ascertain what had happened to Elric, their inquiry was disrupted by the sound of furniture moving. It was the benches that were blocking the arrow slits. Retreat! Again! Esmir quickly took the lead and gave the Duogar a taste of their own medicine. She enlarged Cullen who then easily took care of the porculus as they barreled their way through the trapped hallway and wreaked havoc on the dwarves' carefully laid defenses. Finally, they reached the belly of the hold and found themselves in the dungeon prison. There they met a prisoner who gave them a look of relief and a dire warning. They were not alone. How many more Duogar are lurking in the underbelly of the hole? And when are they gonna ascertain that? Will the bard sing songs about an enlarged cullen? Would picking bloody chunks of your friends out of your beard be fun? Eh, why would Esmir think the DM wouldn't shoot at her? What game has she been playing? Well, who knows? Let's find out in this episode of Scourge of the Sword Coast! You're... you're no gray dwarf. Are you here to rescue us? Yes. I... We are. Then his voice uh, goes down to a whisper. Be careful. They're still in here. They've been waiting for you. Uh. <laughs> so Esmir's gonna be like, shh. 
and she's gonna turn side to side like she's telling the whole world to shush. And then she's gonna open her backpack and she's gonna whisper, glitter bomb. <laughs> and then she's gonna- You never made a glitter bomb. What? Did you actually make it? Yes, I she made glitter did. bombs. She, they she went my... back to Jerry's and he sold Dude. her some glitter. Dude, do not even, don't rain on my parade. Okay. <laughs> okay. <laughs> don't take the sparkle out of my glitter. Yeah, bro. <laughs> so glitter bombs. So what Esmir wants to do is she wants to throw the glitter bomb into the middle of the room and ex- and make it, you know, hit the ceiling and so that the glitter explodes and dissipates throughout the room. Okay. And that, my friends, is a fancy move. <laughs> so did you just do that? And am I looking up and seeing all this glitter falling out of the sky? <laughs> am I going to look at you and say, this is no time for fireworks. <laughs> what are you playing at? I want to see if there's invisible dudes in the room. <laughs> the glitter will stick on them. Because you know, glitter, once it sticks, never comes yes. off. Never. Wise. Wise as me. It'll be the ultimate weapon. All stuck glitter. in their beards and stuff. <laughs> exactly. They'll never get it out. All right, so you toss your glitter bomb up, and it hits the craggy ceiling and breaks open. And then uh, glitter begins to rain down onto the cavern. <laughs> and uh, as it gently floats down, it sparkles as it catches the flickering torchlight. And uh, Jake, you're over here uh, looking into this cell, mm-hmm. and you turn to see all this glitter floating down. <laughs> and you also see that uh, some of the glitter doesn't actually hit the ground. Because oh directly across from you, behind that uh, stalagmite there, the glitter begins to uh, take the shape or uh, outline of a short humanoid. Oh, is that right? Yeah, you see the glitter uh, falling and then stop, right? And begin to take the shape of a head and then shoulders, and soon it starts to look like a a glittery disco dwarf. I want to cast sacred, sacred Flame onto this thing. Okay. As soon as I see it, its form. All right. Uh, Here he is. So you can target him. Cool. And everyone, roll initiative. I knew that would cause initiative to happen. So do I get my surprise before I get initiative? Yes. You reacted quickly enough, and the Duergar still hasn't uh, realized what's happening. Right on. Um, okay, yes. So I'm going to cast Sacred Flame onto the glittery outlines and I he failed. He rolled a nine and fails. Whoopsie uh. boopsie. Hit him with a radiance doing five points of damage. Five damage. All right. So, so. he got gl- he got hit with glitter then he got hit with radiance. Yes he did. We're lighting him up. You're a superstar, buddy. All you need is a disco ball. (laughs) (laughs) All right, so the glitter and radiant light is sparkling around this invisible Durgar who grunts in pain, and he's, like, looking at himself like, what is this shit all over me? (laughs) And Jake, you rolled highest. Uh, You're first in initiative. What do you do now? Okay, right on. So I'm going to cast Toll of the Dead on him with my main spell. Okay. I'm going to drop a bell on you, you see. He fails. He's totally caught off guard. 
So I only have one uh, first level spells, so it is going to be 2d8 necrotic. Told the dead is a cantrip. You don't use spell slots. Holy shit, you're right. <laughs> you know what it is? I'm looking at I'm looking at blood drops. I'm looking at blood drops, and because there's two, it's almost like there's an option. So, um, okay, cool. So it does 2d12 necrotic damage. That's pretty good. Uh, doing 14 points of damage. Ouch. To the captain. Oh, the captain. Okay, nice. So do you want to do anything else or move? Uh, let's see. I'm gonna save my. I'm gonna save my. I because I have one second spell. I'm gonna save it. So, I'm going to stay put. All right. So this uh, glitter Durgar, we'll call him Glitter Boy. <laughs> uh, he realizes that you can see him. Right? That his cover has been blown somehow, <laughs> and he rushes you, Jake. And the rest of you suddenly see uh, the sparkling outline of an invisible dwarf <laughs> running towards Jake. <laughs> and Jake, you see the glittery outline of a war pick swing down on you. And he rolls a natural 20. Oh, oh they're Oh, man. A critical hit. Baba Ganesh. He rolls a two and a one. Yeah. Oh, sweet. He must have got some glitter in his eyes. <laughs> that's, that's still the dazzling amount of, da of damage. It's dazzling. All right, so as he hits Jake, he becomes visible, right? So, Cullen, you suddenly see a glitter-covered gray dwarf attacking Jake. What do you do? I'm going to take a page out of the bad guy's playbook, and I'm going to run 15 feet and get advantage by flanking this Duger. What's his name? Number 18? Or is that just Glitter Boy. <laughs> glitter Boy. Oh, Glitter Boy. His name is Glitter Boy. Well, Glitter Boy, your number's up. Your, your sparkling days are over. Kill him! Well, I'm going to give him the, the old college try. So, vicious battle axe. Uh, wow. Well, that's a good hit. Uh, 19. That is a good hit. Am I still blessed or something? Yeah, from Halia. Ah, that's right. And the damage was not too great, seven. But it puts him into heavy. And then we take our second swing. We'll do that with the axe as well. And that was a 29. That's a lot of bless. That's a lot of bless. <laughs> the damage on that is, oh, much better, 11. And now we have our bonus action, which is going to be the Phylon Longsword. Oh. Just 25. Nice, 25 hits. That's awesome. It was almost a 20. And, oh, another seven points of damage. He did. That did the job. Cure Captain. Back. A slash. That guy had a really bad day. He did. It was like an arts and crafts disaster. Yeah, but he went <laughs> he went down with, you know, sparkling. Some sparkle. Yeah. Style. He went down in a puddle of style. He's gonna go to dwarf hell covered in glitter. He's not gonna have a good time down there. No. Uh uh. He better have soap on a rope. <laughs> okay. <laughs> 
You know, I don't I think, think they I would use soap. crystals, dude. I don't think that they really use soap. I would think dwarves would use crystals, man. You better have some crystals <laughs> on a rope. <laughs> so I guess I have some movement left. I'm going to um, actually move back just a back five feet uh, to be catty corner to Jake. So I'm on his right side in case somebody tries to flank us. <laughs> Go flank yourself. That was super smart. Esmea, you have any more glitter bombs? <laughs> Do you have any more glitter bombs? This is crazy because they have this ability to be invisible. We're going to get slaughtered. We have no idea what we're walking into. No, if they, as soon as they hit you once, they become un-invisible. Hmm. I know that because it's one of my spells, guys, remember? Yes. Esmir's going to keep her eyes on the glitter that's on the floor looking for any <laughs> type of footprints that might be going through them. Okay, roll a perception check. Ooh. Oh, I rolled a... Uh, oh, a one. Oh. Oh, craps. All right, so you're looking around for more invisible Duergar, and you don't see anything. But it's uh, it's your turn. So do you want to move or do anything else? Yeah, do I? If I, I'm gonna look across to this prison cell directly in front of me, do I? Are there any? Are there doors on all these cells? Yes, there's locked metal grates on all these cells. What kind of lock does it have on it? They're like uh, they're like padlocks with a keyhole in them. Okay. Okay, I'm going to. I want to, because I'm probably going to die if I do this one thing that I want to try. Sounds good to me. Okay. <laughs> so let's just be crazy. Esmir's going to pull her skeleton key out and run to this door across here and use her action to try and open it with her magic key, which never works. Okay. Roll a D100. There's a first time for everything, girl. Come on, come on, Tamora. Give me some love, baby. Oh, 99. 99. It opens. What? (laughs) There is a first time for everything, you see. Shazam! (laughs) That's cool. Well, also, I want to say that my point for doing that is so I can go into the room and have, like, cover behind me so I don't get, you know what I'm saying, surrounded. We, I don't know who's around me here. Yep, so you stick your mystery key into the padlock and it magically opens. Nice. And then the key suddenly disappears. So do you want to continue uh, into the cell? Yes. Okay, so the gate uh, swings open and you see that the cell uh, drops down several feet to a floor covered in filthy, stinky straw. And as you jump down, you see a figure crouched below the ledge. It's a human male. He's young, uh, perhaps in his 20s. He has long strawberry blonde hair and a short grizzled beard. And he has like a shocked look on his face when you jump in. And he says, who are you? I'm Esmir. Sir Istival sent us to rescue you. And he says, uh, Shanti be praised. I knew we wouldn't be abandoned. I, I want to help. Do you have a a weapon I could borrow? Oh, here's my dagger. I don't have anything super fancy though, so here. Okay, he grabs the dagger from you and he uh, looks at it and he says, 
it's time for some payback. <laughs> and then he, uh, he quickly climbs up the ledge and through the gate, and then um, he pauses uh, at the gate and turns back to you. And he says, thank you, Esmir. By the way, my name's Liam Burnside. Oh! <laughs> you look strangely familiar, young man. And then he quickly turns and runs out of the chamber, and um, he takes cover behind the stalagmite. Mm. I can't believe my magic key worked. That was awesome. <laughs> that was freaking awesome. She wasted it, though. <laughs> I didn't waste it. Yeah, it wasn't opening like a treasure box or a secret she door. Freed, yeah, but she I, freed Liam Burnside. Well, yes, but... And I gave myself cover, because I could get killed. Like, one guy hits me a couple times, I could be dead. Eventually, we'll find the guy with the keys, and then we'll just open them all. Yeah, but if I'm dead, I can't do that. That's true. If we're all dead, then no one gets out of here alive. <laughs> and Jake, you see Esmir go into the cell, and then a moment later, someone else run out. And as you're observing this, you suddenly feel something heavy slam into your back. Oof. Uh oh. Wow, he rolls a one, doing a whopping four points of damage. That's cool. <laughs> and as you feel this Warhammer uh, tickle you, a Duergar overseer suddenly appears right next to you. And as he appears, he swings his short sword at you. And he misses. Ooh, he raises your shield just in the nick of time. Sweet. And Cullen, uh, you see this uh, Duergar suddenly appear next to Jake. But before you can react, you feel something whiff right past your face. Oh no. Then another Duergar warrior suddenly appears right next to you. Oh no. How did he flank me? And as he appears, his short sword plunges into you. <sighs> Man, these guys are good. Our armor means nothing to them. And he rolls maximum damage, nine points. Oh. And then we go to Elric, who is bringing up the rear, and he sees these two gray dwarves suddenly appear out of nowhere and start attacking uh, Cullen and Jake. And we, uh, we cut to a close-up of Elric's face with his eyes nervously darting around. And uh, to you guys, uh, he kind of seems to be hesitating, right? He's not jumping in like Elric would. Uh, it's almost like he's not sure what to do, like he's, uh, like it's his first fight. What are you doing? Get in there, boy! <laughs> and I, uh, don't forget you know the magics, guy. <laughs> Say things that sound like Latin. <laughs> and as you guys yell that out, um, he kind of snaps back into reality, right? And then a multicolored, warbling ball of energy suddenly forms in his hand and he throws it at the Overseer attacking Cullen. And hits with a 26. Wow. He rolls an 11. And then uh, with this spell, you can pick one of the D8s, and that's the type of damage it is. Uh, so it's kind of like his chromatic orb. So he rolled a five and a one, so that's either acid or lightning. Ooh. So uh, he's gonna go with lightning. Mm. I would have picked the acid, but that's okay. Don't worry about lightning it. Lightning is an Elrickian thing. Yeah, totally. And you all see this, right? And you realize uh, that you've never seen Elric cast that spell before. Hmm. What was that, boy? And he looks at his hand, and then to you, and uh, he says, uh, I'm not sure. <laughs> For me to know and you to find out. Do I recognize it? Mm. It's not anything I ever taught him, right? Yes, it's definitely not a spell that you taught him. Okay. 
but it it does seem to resemble the spell that Elric described from that uh, that strange dream that he had. Mm. Now we cut to behind the stalagmite and Liam Burnside. Yay! He's got this dagger. And what is this dagger you gave him? Isn't it like a plus one dagger or something? Yeah, it's my, it's the one that says it's the one that says um uh what's his name on it uh the red wizard's name Thagar Grin? No, Cebu. Cebu, yeah. Cebu. Yeah. Oh, yeah. oh my God, you have so much stuff in your inventory. <laughs> Okay, here we go. Plus one dagger. That's why she carries the bag of holding. It's because I'm a fancy lady. That's true. I got a lot of stuff on my purse, okay? You never know what you're going to need or if you're going to be on Let's Make a Deal. You don't know. <laughs> do you have a clothespin in your purse? I do have a clothespin. Hmm. Give me the prize. Scumbag. Do you have a little tablet of Pepto-Bismol, please? <laughs> All right, so Liam is... Uh, He's peering around this stalagmite, checking out the situation, but um, but since he's an injured commoner, uh, he's gonna he's gonna be extra cautious, right? So he's gonna just wait here and take the dodge action in case another Durgar appears. Mm. And then we cut to Jake. I'm here. Uh, so these two uh, tricksy Durgar have appeared out of nowhere and are attacking you and Cullen. What do you do? I'm going to um, reach down toward Durgar, Durgar 1, and I'm going to grasp his little beaky face, <laughs> and I'm going to cast Inflict Wounds. And I hit with a 29. Ooh. 29. Holy smokes. We are suffused with the energies of Halia Brightax. Thanks, Halia. And doing... At level one, three d ten necrotic damage, which does eighteen points of damage. Oh. Ouch! Um, and then I'm going to burn my last second level slot, and I'm going to cast my book of Agma. You must learn, Durgar. You are evil in your ways, you see. I will teach you the word of Agma. And I hit with a 23. Nice. And it smashes him. Oh, boy. Doing nine points of damage. Mm. What is heal? It says here you actually healed him for nine points. Oh, my oh, God. Oh, that's so sweet. Mm. What a sweetheart. Yeah, very thoughtful. How did I do that? Jake, why are you putting Band-Aids on, guys? What's going on? That was a mess. Prayer of healing you cast. I would like to return this nine points of healing. I'd forgot my receipt. <laughs> I just gave him uh, the nine damage back, so now go ahead and re-roll. Right, so now I have to drop spiritual weapon, not prayer of healing on him. Yep. That's a 1d8 plus four. <laughs> Sorry about that. Jay, what's going on over there? Ooh, maximum damage. Whoa. 12 points. <laughs> Knocking him into heavy. All right, he staggers back from those attacks, and we go to Cullen, uh, who also has a Duergar in his face. What are you going to do, Cullen? Well, this guy is probably, I think he might be on his last legs. So I'm going to take a couple of swings. 14. 14 misses. Oh, it missed. I can't believe it. I definitely will hit if I use some precision. So that's what I'm going to do. So I'm just going to roll a d8 and add it to it. Four. 
18? 18 hits. Ah, there we go. Yeah, these overseers are armored up. They're wearing plate mail. Ah, well, they, they used the battle maneuver. They went left. So now we go to the axe damage. Eight points of damage. Ah, there you go. Now I'm going to swing for my second attack. Oh, oh boy. A natural one. Eight. Plus two, plus seven. It's ten. <laughs> Alrighty then. I'm going to use my inspiration to try and avoid this calamitous result. Oh man. I never get to use the fumble table anymore. Well, you know, I think you use it plenty. So I <laughs> Not lately. good to go with a full new roll there. Okay. Oh, come on. Oh, 16 misses. See, these guys are tough, man. All right. I'm just going to... I have no choice but to accept that miss and then use my bonus action to come in with the sword. 18 hits. Just oh, barely. Just barely. Thank you. Halia Brightax. 11. Puts him into heavy. Sorry. Uh, 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 sorry, Jake. I was trying to get there to help you, but my plans to undo this guy didn't work out so great. I think it is okay. I'm holding my own. Thank you, though. Yeah, these two Durgar are in bad shape. You've knocked them down pretty good. And now we cut to Esmir, hanging out uh, inside a cell. What are you going to do, Esmir? Just going to sing, play, pull out my harmonica. <laughs> <laughs> I'm going to target the Durgar and call in with my firebolts. And I'm going to shoot it at him directly at the back of his stupid head. Ooh. 22 hits. And he's dead. Hey. Go goodbye. Nice. Goodbye. You hit him with nine damage, which was exactly what you needed to take him out. See? I planned it out like that. <laughs> um, I'm going to... Um, um, I'm going to take one step back into the cell. Okay just to kind of give myself a little bit of cover. Okay, and as you duck back in, uh, the overseer on Jake brings down his warhammer. And hits with a 21. Ah, Scumbags. Damn. These guys are equally blessed. Doing 10 points of damage. Ouch. I'm already in heavy. Not good. Well, he's not done yet, and he swings his short sword. And hits with an 18. Oh my goodness. Doing Nine points, maximum oh, damage. Sure. That was a total of 19 damage, and you are suddenly in bad shape. Not good, man. Not good. Cullen, as you're uh, as you're watching Jake taking all this damage, you suddenly feel something heavy slam into your gut. Oh god! And you take eight points of damage. These guys are hitting just as much as we are. And as that happens, another Durgar appears right in front of you. Jeez, ah, these invisible jerks. And as he appears, he jabs with his short sword. And he misses. You knew the second swing was coming, and you dodge out of the way. And then we cut to Elric, who is still back by the tunnel, and he turns towards it and says, something's coming. Great. Oh, boy. And then he turns and rushes the Durgar that just appeared in front of Cullen, and he brings down his glaive and hits with a 27, oh, doing 1d10 plus three, 
Oh, only five points of damage. Mm. But he twirls his glaive and swings again. And this one misses with a 15. These guys are too hard to hit. Don't forget your butt. Don't forget your butt. All right, and so he swings it around again and swings with the butt. Ah, and misses again. Oh. And then uh, we cut to Liam uh, peering around the stalagmite. And he sees uh, Cullen and Elric double-teaming a Durgar. So he um, he runs out and flanks it with Elric and stabs with advantage. It's and he hits it. with a 20. Oh, and sinks the dagger into his back for four points of damage. <laughs> nice. Get in there, Liam Burnside. Kill him. And then we go to you, Jake. Uh, you are uh, facing off with this Durgar, and you both look like you're about to keel over. Yep, so I'm going to cast Cure Wounds on me doing 1d8 plus 4, because I only have first level slots. Ooh, maximum. Nice. So 12 points of damage back, and then with my bonus uh, action, I'm going to cast, I'm going to try to whack him in the back of the head now with the Book of Agma. It's kind of like a, the boomerang effect. Nail him in the face once, and now hit him in the back of the head as it comes back. Um, and it hits. Oh, yeah. Oh, Natural 20. 20. Terrificat. Oh, it hits Ow. with a 30. <laughs> I rolled a 30. Thank you, Alia. Oh, yeah. Nice. Some points and kills him. Oh, goodbye. Nice. The door card gets nailed in the back by the book and he uh, falls forward, landing at your feet, and he doesn't get back up. I told you, you bastard. Leave me alone. What did we learn? What did we learn? <laughs> I think I'm learning that books are more powerful than axes and swords. <laughs> Agma's books are, for sure. All right, so Jake, you are now free to move, if you'd like. Um, I would like to... Uh, something, he said something is coming. Yes. So that was spooky enough. I think I want to, um, crap. Mm. I think I want to crap. Oh no. <laughs> That's where I'm going to move to. Okay. I'm going to kind of corner myself um, by this, uh, what is that thing? Is that the table? It's a table with restraints. The torture table. Yeah, the torture table. The torture table? Okay, I'm gonna move myself back by the torture table up against that wall, um, away from the tunnel where this odd Elric told us <laughs> that something was coming. Okay, Cullen, uh, Jake has uh, taken out one overseer, so there's just one left, uh, but Elric just warned that something's coming. What do you do? Well, it's time to get rid of this guy if we can. Although I'd almost want to leave it to Elric, but... Oh, because I want to see what's coming. But if he dies, then I can go look. All right. So I'm going to take some more swings and see if I can't dislodge pesky Dugger number two. Oh, almost, but 17 misses. I'm going to use my last precision to turn that around. Okay. Seven plus 17. That hits. So let's do some more damage. Five. Oh, five damage. You slice his arm. So um, let's take a swing. 19. 19 hits. And a little bit of damage. Just a little bit. Six points. Oh, no. And then the sword. Man, I'm, dice are so cold. 
Natural 20. Uh, there you go. What the heck? I just said the dice are gold. Why must you make a fool of me? All right, so I'm gonna roll the damage. Nice. 16, 16 points. points of damage. You're the only person I've ever oh. met who complained at getting a critical hit. That was a joke, complaints. <laughs> That's serious? I'm overjoyed. All right, so you're gonna stay there? Or are you gonna No, move? I had a thought about that. Um, does he get an opportunity attack if I walk away? Yes, he will take an opportunity attack. Uh, since I already moved, then I can't move. So there's no movement left unless I move further into his range, right? I could move forward a little bit. Sure. And that is what I want to do because I want to ensure he doesn't escape down any of these passages. They have a habit of rabbiting when they get to beat up. Yeah, because they're a bunch of scaredy cats. <laughs> nice save. I'm trying to be PG-13. <laughs> well, you were G. It's not easy, guys. <laughs> All right, Esmir. Okay. So you're uh, peering out of the cell, and you see one Duergar left. But Elric just warned that something is coming down the tunnel. What do you do? I'm going to go 5, 10. I'm going to step out here. Okay. And I'm going to chuck my... You know what we haven't done for a while, guys? Melts minute meteors? We haven't had a Grecian delight in a while. Grecian I'm going to throw delight. a grease trap down um, where Elric told me the guys were coming from. Okay. So I want to block that tunnel with a grease trap. Mm. Okay, so what's the radius so, on a grease trap? So it's um, slick gre grease covers the ground in a 10-foot square centered on a point within range, and it turns into difficult terrain for the duration. Okay, so is this where you want the trap to be? Yes. Okay. That's a good spot for it. Okay, so that's my action. And then... I'm going to scurry back into my hidey hole. <laughs> All right, and Overseer 2 is going to continue attacking Cullen. Oh, of course. <laughs> Why not the fresh guy? <laughs> Why not Elric? He hasn't been hit once this whole combat. Well, he's been fighting you, right? You guys have been going at it. I think if he was going to run, he'd want to run through me, so... That makes sense. That was a, yeah. That was a cool move for your guy to do mm. to block that. That's very Cullen esque. Yeah, when you when I'm doing brave. death saves, and I'll brazen. be thinking about the coolness of it. <laughs> Bra brazen and brave. Mm. The double B. So the overseer oh, swings go. down his warhammer and hits with a twenty, doing ten points of damage as it slams into your breastplate. <sighs> And then his sword swings around, um, but instead of swinging at you, uh, he's gonna swing it at Elric. He's gonna take both you guys on. And hits with a 22, doing six points of damage as he slashes Elric. And then you guys uh, suddenly hear something making its way down the tunnel. I don't like that sound. They have seven hit points left. This is not cool, man. And then, you see, crawling out of the tunnel, on the ceiling, a giant spider. Shit. It's on the ceiling. Your grease trap is useless. Bull crap. <laughs> and strapped to a saddle on this spider sits a crossbow-wielding Duergar. What kind of jerk rides a spider? I mean, really. This kind? Dwellers in the Underdark? I think he might be the boss. 
I don't know. We sure bungled this rescue. And the spider, uh, it scurries towards Elric and reaches down with its uh, front legs, which are uh, covered in like a, a sticky, webby substance, mm. and it tries to grab it. And it misses. Elric dodges the spidery limbs. Ooh. And then you hear more spidery skittering coming from down the tunnel. Oh. And as Elric dodges the spider, he continues to try and finish off this overseer, so he swings with his glaive with advantage. Ah, and he misses. With advantage? Jesus. Well, he uh, spins it around and tries again. And misses again. Oh, man, how is this even happening? Hey, Leah. And then he jabs with the butt. And the butt hits with a 23, doing five points of damage, which is enough to take him down. Oh, oh that's all it took. Mm, but nice. So Elric sees this, uh, this giant spider hanging above him. And I think, I think he's gonna risk an opportunity attack to try and get away from it. Mm, I guess you can always take those chances. But as badly as he's been rolling, maybe he'll get lucky. Yeah, I think he's gonna risk it because, um, you know, more spiders are coming. So he's gonna run deeper into this cavern. And as he does, the spider lashes out. Ah, and barely hits with a 17. <laughs> doing six points of damage. And now, shit, Elric has to roll a constitution saving throw mm. as the spider poison pierces his skin. Mm. Ah, and he makes, he makes oh, it just God. barely with a 13. Whew. All right, so he resists the poison and he uh, heads deeper into the cavern. And then we go to Liam, who is, uh, who's looking up at this giant spider hissing above him. He looks he's down gonna... at his dagger uh, <laughs> and looks over at the spider. Uh. Yeah. <laughs> can I can I throw him a weapon? Can I, I mean, I've got all these weapons that I'm not using. I got a mace, I got a bow with walloping bolts. Sure, you can do that on your turn. Okay, cool. But on his turn, um, he's gonna move further away from the spider and uh, he's gonna get down and search one of these uh, down Durgar for the prison keys. Mm. Cool. And then we go to the uh, to the spider riding Durgar, and uh, he he tracks the retreating Elric with his crossbow, and he fires. And he just hits with an 18. God, man, they don't miss. Doing what the hell? Three points of damage as the bolt grazes his arm. Scumbag. All right, Jake, a giant spider uh, with a Durgar riding on its back has entered the cavern and it sounds like more are on the way. What are you gonna do? Um, let me see something really quick. Uh, because I'm looking at myself, I am, I got 16 hit points gone. I have seven hit points left. All right. Um, I guess what I need to do is I'm going to cast Cure Wounds on myself again. And it's uh, four plus four is eight. So that brings back eight points out of the 16, which is good. And then with my bonus, I'm going to send my Book of Agma flying at the um, guy riding the spider. And it does 24 for a hit, doing 1d8 plus four. Give me something good, give me something good. Seven points of damage. So it just wounds him, and I'm gonna stay put. Okay, do you still wanna to toss Liam a weapon? Yes, yes, yes. Yes, I do. Um, 
I will throw my crossbow at him. Okay. And can I also throw my quiver? Sure. Mm-hmm. Okay, cool. Liam, take this. Take this crossbow. Take this quiver. <laughs> and uh, and Liam, he looks over to you and he gives you a nod, like, got it. All right, and so I wink at him and give him a thumbs up. <laughs> now get in there. <laughs> <laughs> and then we, uh, then we go to Cullen, uh, looking up at the giant spider. What are you going to do, Cullen? Yeah, I um, I feel bad about this, Liam, but I'm running away because I can. I can disengage without having to take the disengage actions because I'm not too close yet. So I'm going to move to a somewhat more safe, hopefully, place and still have an action left. So I around to the other side of the stone pillar splitting up the targets so that now the spider will have to figure out where it wants to go who it wants to go after nice and also i'm trying to aid esmeralda because she's going to be trapped in this cell shortly um with no way out so i'm going to move i think i don't know if i can do i have a good enough angle from here to not incur any disadvantage on the uh, giant spider because I was thinking that I might take an action to throw an axe at it from here. Yeah, no, you get a clean shot. It's less than 20 feet away and it's uh, up on the ceiling. So hand axe thrown. Oh, 16, 16 hits. Oh, but it hit because the spider doesn't have plate mail. <laughs> <laughs> Ooh, I got to write that down. Plate fail spider. No. Ten in damage. Nice. Maximum damage. And the second axe throw is a 20. 20. Doing nine points. Doing nice. nine points of damage. Nice. Let's see. I have a bonus action. I'm going to do second wind because I'm like bleeding to death. Oh, 15, the maximum I could have. I really, really needed that. (laughs) Really, really, really. That's awesome. 15 points. All right, nice. Then we cut to Esmir peering out of the cell. And (laughs) Esmir, you see that the boys have, uh, have scattered deeper into this cavern to get away from this giant spider on the ceiling. What is Esmir gonna do? Say, you know, guys, I don't know if you guys know this about me, but I hate spiders. <laughs> I didn't know no one who likes a spider. <laughs> Even their own mothers can't stand them. <laughs> okay, so I'm gonna hop out of my little hidey hole and I'm gonna cast my Muffs Minute Meteors. I think it's time for some M&Ms, guys. I don't know about you. And that's my third level spell slot. Thanks, Halia. You're the best. Jake, your party's praising Halia right in front of your face. When in Rome. Oh, trust me, I'm, I'm just rolling my eyes. Why would you and, not praise but, her? But I'm I'm not not praising right. her. <laughs> I'm, not, I'm not. thanking her for, <laughs> for the abilities that she's bestowed upon me as well. Okay? <laughs> yes. Nobody doesn't like she's Sarah actually Lee. helped me out with her bag of tricks. Nobody does it better. Halia Brightaxe is the one. <laughs> Nobody gives 
Bonus is quite the way she does. <laughs> oh boy. Shut up, boy. <laughs> anyway, since this dummy decided to ride in on the ceiling, I'm just gonna throw my meteor up there. Mm. Avoid my grease trap, will ya? Skadoosh. They both failed. <laughs> oh man. Nice. They both failed. Because they're dumb. Mm. He came riding in, riding this thing like a spider boy, like bobbling around Stupid. on it and stuff. What hey, a hey, dumb hey. idea with his. Br- Don't his... mock him yet. He's not dead, and the DM can hear you. <laughs> <laughs> and then skadoosh. Five damage, and that puts them both into heavy. Oh, that's nice, because you know what? We're going to do it again. <laughs> from the top, guys, from the top. <laughs> and skadoosh. They both failed again. Two failures. They both failed again. And skadoosh. Nice. Oh my god, almost maximum. Ah, you killed the rider. Oh. oh. Killed him. He falls off, dangling there in the saddle. Skeeter, I killed your boss. You can go now. All right, nice. So you uh, toss a couple meteors up at the ceiling. They explode. Chunks of rock rain down onto the cavern. And when the dust settles, the Durgar rider is hanging limp, still uh, strapped into his spider saddle. That's what you get for coming in on the ceiling. Okay, so do you want to move, or are you going to go back into the cell? Um, no. I'm going to go around this rock. Excuse me, Colin. Excuse me. Excuse me. And I'm going to stop right here in between Cullen and Elric. Okay. Mm, that's a better place. And I look over at the El- Elric, and I'm like, listen, guy, we got to talk later. <laughs> yeah, you should be doing things like chromatic orbs. <laughs> well, he did cast something similar to chromatic orb, but it was definitely, uh, you know, something different. Yeah. But now we're really getting the sense that that's not Elric. Oh, I'm totally... I've totally got that sense since he's cast he's casting things he wasn't able to cast and it's not like this is something that was lost to him he never knew this stuff so that's why i'm super suspicious of this Mm. all right and as you make your way over there esmir uh the spider um it tracks you right with its many eyes no and uh, it knows what you just did and it skitters along the ceiling towards you uh, with its dead rider still dangling from the saddle. Oh, goodbye. And it uh, reaches down with its with its hairy, sticky legs, and it tries to grab you. Oh, no. And it hits with an 18 and grabs you. Oh, my God. Oh, Esmeralda. Can my shield help him stop that? I have one level one spell slot left. Um, yeah, the shield will give you a 21 AC, so yeah. I can't shield! All right, so you cast shield at the last second, and the spider's legs slam against the magic shield just inches from your face. That was my last spell slot, and I used it wisely. (laughs) I was just about to be spider lunch. (laughs) And then we cut to the tunnel, and uh, skittering out of it is another giant spider with a Durgar rider on it. Oh no. This one is, uh, this one's moving along the wall, and when it enters the cavern, 
it uh, springs off the wall, flies 20 feet through the air, and lands in front of Jake. Oh no. And it quickly reaches out with its hairy legs to grab you. And it hits with a 19. And as it grabs you, uh, you're suddenly uh, grappled uh, by the sticky substance that uh, covers its legs. Uh, and it sticks to you and holds you as it begins to pull you into its snapping mandibles. Like Frodo when they made him into that sandwich thing. <laughs> a burrito? Is a burrito a sandwich? And then we cut back to the tunnel where another giant spider and rider emerge. What? Uh, this one is crawling along the floor, so it goes right through Esmir's grease trap. Oh. So, um... It rolls the dexterity saving throw, and it succeeds. It nimbly makes its way through the grease. Mm, Eight legs, extra stability. But it's uh, still difficult terrain, so it does slow it down a bit, but it can still make it to here, to Liam Burnside. No. So Liam's uh, crawling on the ground, making his way over to, um, to Jake's crossbow, when suddenly this giant spider is towering over him, and reaching out with its sticky legs. And it rolls a 23 and grabs him. Oh, and it does. Nice. It lifts Liam off the ground and starts pulling him in for a bite. Those are some ugly ass spiders. For sure. And then we cut to Elric, who is uh, suddenly flanked by hairy spiders. And he, uh, he turns to this one on the ceiling that's trying to grab Esmir. Yeah. Got him. And he swings his glaive up at it. And he misses with a nine. Ah, oh, jeez. But he swings again. Come on. This time he, uh, he jumps up a little bit as he Sky. swings and hits with a 23. Yeah. Doing eight points of damage as his glaive slices into its back, causing uh, blood and spider guts to rain down from the ceiling. How are those sound effects? Were those good? Those were, those were great, yeah. I know. <laughs> Now we cut to Liam, who is uh, being pulled into the spider's snapping mandibles. And um, uh, he's kind of kind of panic a little bit and try and break free of this uh, spider's sticky grip. So he's going to roll a strength saving throw at disadvantage because of the sticky stuff. And he rolls a five. He can't break free. Oh, man. <sighs> now we go to the Durgar that are riding these spiders. And number one is going to fire his crossbow at Elric. And he misses with an eight. And the other one, uh, he is going to uh, take a shot at Esmir. Critical hit. Oh, boy. Esmir's taking a lot of damage in this game. And the bolt sticks into you for nine damage. Oof. Oh, boy. All right, Jake. So you're caught up in this spider's sticky grasp, and it's snapping jaws are just inches from your face. Roll a strength saving throw uh, at disadvantage to try and break free. Yeah, a five. You can't break free. It's too sticky. Yikes. So that was your action, Uh, but you got your book out, so if you want to do that with your bonus action, you can. Yeah, I want to use the bonus action for the book. Okay. So I was going to bring it back and hit the guy, this uh, Durgar, Durgar warrior number two. My hit. 25 hits. Oh, cool. Uh, seven damage. Seven points. And that's all I can do. Okay, then we go to Cullen. 
All right, so it looks like uh, Jake and Liam are about to become spider food. What are you gonna do? Okay, so I swing around the column, get up behind Steeder number, I don't know, I guess it's underneath my targeting number five. That's number one. <laughs> number one. And take some hopefully successful swings at this creature. 20 natural. Nice. Oh, oh my god. Vicious battle axe damage. It's been so long. <laughs> natural 20. Nice. Just when you need it. Hey, it. There's a thing you can do. I don't remember what it is. It's been so long. Well, first roll the critical damage. Okay, let's do it. So 16 total hit po damage points. But then there's a special thing. Well, what's it say in the weapon description? Well, roll a 20 on your attack roll with this magical weapon. Your critical hit deals an extra 2d6. All right, roll 2d6. And that was three. Oh, <laughs> three points. Additional damage. Those Better were than nothing. three vicious critical points. Though. Yes, they were added to the previously vicious 16. Well, that's okay. We have another hit we can take. Make uh, another attack we can take. So let's give it another with advantage. Uh, 22. 22 hits. Nine. Nine points of damage. Oh, man. Is this guy even wounded? Yes, it's very wounded. It's uncritical. Ooh. And you still have your sword swing. Yes, I still have the sword, and I wanted to burn my action surge. Okay, one thing at a time. Let's do the sword first. Yes, indeedy duty. 25 hits. We swing and he hits, and the damage for that is two. That's enough to kill it. Oh! Bye. All right, so you jab your sword into the into the spider's abdomen, and it uh, slumps to the ground, releasing Liam, nice. uh, who then uh, quickly, you know, scurries back away from the spider's uh, twitching mandibles. Uh, and then we cut to Esmir. Wait, wait, wait! Remember, I had the action surge I wanted to do. Oh yeah, go for it. Um, okay, so I'm going to try and go opposite the spider that Jake's fighting to try and give him advantage next round. But as I run over there, I'm going to um, use my action surge to take a swing at this culprit. At the spider? At the spider. Okay. Because I figure, you know, they're kind of stuck to the spider. that make them harder for them to hit back at us if the spiders are dead underneath them. <laughs> 17 is a hit on the giant spider. Plus, they also seem to be easier to hit. Wounded. 13 damage, nice. Yes, 13 damage. Nice. All right, uh, so Esmir, Cullen just finished off the second spider, but there's one left, and it's okay. about to take a bite out of Jake's face. What are you gonna do? Yeah, and you know what? There's a square I can shoot my mouth at. Oh wait, no, Liam's in the way. Oh, Is he? Goddamn kids. I'm in the way then too. <laughs> Sorry, didn't consider the impact zone. I can't put it anywhere, really. Well, first I'll use my fire bolts on the Spider. Okay. We're gonna go pew! And hit with the 22. Oh, man. These bonuses. And damage five oh. damage. Okay. 
So, I think I'm gonna shoot my mouse behind number one. Behind the door guard? Yeah. Okay, target him and roll his dexterity saving throw. Pew! And he failed, and now I'm gonna do some damage on him. Never happier than when they fail. Five damage. Five on 2d6. Boo hoo. And I'm gonna shoot another one. Skadoosh. He succeeds. He succeeds. He was ready for the second one. Uh. He was stupid. And six, and he takes half. Three. Yep, half of six, so he takes three damage. Oh well. Boo. All right, then I think I'm going to stay where I am. Yep. Okay, so then we cut to Jake being pulled towards the spider's clicking mandibles as it tries to squish Jake's head. Miss. And it misses, yes. even with advantage. Oh, that's that spell shield. You like wedged it in there, stuck it. <laughs> Ting! It hit his mandible. All right, so Jake manages to avoid some some serious spider bite damage, uh, but it still has him in its uh, sticky grasp. And uh, then we cut to Elric, and you guys watch as he um, as he reaches out his hand. Yeah, touch someone. And mm. then a pair of manacles on the uh, on the torture table begin rattling. And then he flicks his wrist and these manacles suddenly fly across the room at the spider holding Jake. So the spider has to roll a dexterity saving throw and rolls a one and fails miserably. So the manacles uh, slam right into one of the spider's eyeballs and does 3d8 damage. Oh, uh. Doing 13 damage, putting the spider into heavy. Oh. Okay. <laughs> What's up? Nothing. I'm just I'm just, you know, this guy's more magic than he is uh than he is a glaive fighter a fighter with a glaive, that's for sure. Yeah, you're you're seeing some serious magic that yeah, um exactly. that you know Elric definitely wasn't capable of. Yeah, this is not El I, I don't know. El Elric, is it you? <laughs> <laughs> And uh, now we go to Liam, uh, who's lying on the ground in front of this dead spider. And he uh, he rolls over towards the crossbow that Jake threw him, and he grabs it as he rolls, right? So he's like rolling, grabs it, and he comes up with the crossbow, and he takes a shot at the Dorgar sitting on top of the dead spider. Misses with a 12. And as, uh, as the bolt flies past the Duergar, uh, the Duergar spins around towards Liam and fires back. And hits with a 12, because uh, Liam doesn't have any armor on. <sighs> they were hitting us anyway, and we, are, we do have armor on. And he does four points of damage, wounding him. And as, uh, as Liam gets hit, uh, the other Duergar uh, aims at Cullen, who's harassing his spider, and fires. <laughs> and hits with a 21, mm. doing five points of damage. Mm. Wow. All right, Jake, so you're still caught in this spider's sticky grasp, and it's uh, trying to bite your head off. Its mandibles are snapping just inches from your face. What are you going to do? 
Do I have to roll some kind of save? Yes, if you want to use your action to try and break free, you can roll a strength saving throw. Otherwise, um, you cannot resist and uh, just use your action for something else if you'd like. So I can actually, I can actually attack at full, full blown attack. Yeah, you can try and damage it. Right. Cast a spell or poke it in the eye or something. Okay, cool. So I'm going to cast um, Sacred Flame right in his eyeballs. He succeeded, so I missed. Your aim was thrown off by its clicking mandibles. So I'm going to um, smack the book into Durgar Warrior Warrior 2's face again. And it hits with a 22. Ooh. And that does... Oh. Ooh, five points, but it puts him into heavy. I just picture... I just picture your book uh, floating above the spider, harassing the rider. Slamming him. <laughs> let him go, let him go. Bang, bang, bang. All right, Cullen, uh, it's your turn. What are you going to do? All right, time to kill this spider. So, back swing. 27. 27 hits. He doesn't have much left. No, it's it's definitely teetering. He's almost dead. 10. There you go. Plus 4, 14. Kills him. Exceeds points. Dying. Nice. So the spider's legs give out, and it slumps to the ground, releasing its grip on Jake. Cool. All right. So now I move just a smidge forward. Just going to kind of put myself here between Eldrick and the Durgar. So somewhere around its thorax. And I'm going to take another couple of swings uh, on this guy. Axe. Oh, two. Ten misses. Sword. Twenty-three. Twenty-three hits. Uh, just doing seven. But that was enough! Kills him. You killed him. Nice. Jake killed him. I just gave him the coup de gras. That's what we needed. The book did the work. Nice. All right, so you have uh, movement, if you'd like. Okay, so I'm going to try and... Even though it's stupid and I'm really wounded, I'm going to run over here and put myself between Liam and Dugar Warrior 1. Nice. And there's no actions I can take but to steal myself against the onslaught that is coming. Okay, Esmir, uh, the spiders are down uh, and there's one Dugar left and he's desperately uh, reloading his crossbow atop his dead steeder. What are you going to do? Can I, um, can I look around? Is there any, or is anybody coming down any of the hallways around me? Um, you don't hear or see anyone approaching. Okay. I'm gonna, uh, I, I'm probably not gonna have these, uh... The meteors, yeah. The meteors, yeah. yeah. So I'm gonna aim behind Durgar. Okay. I'm gonna aim behind him so it doesn't hit Colin. Yep. And I'm gonna go... He failed. Oh, major failure. He rolled a one. Oh, major failure. That's what we're going to call you from now on. (laughs) Nice. Major failure. Major failure reporting for duty. (laughs) He's still still, uh, strapped into the spider saddle, so he couldn't dodge out of the way. Yeah. Okay, how about some major damage? Uh, oh, nice. nice. Put some into heavy. Pretty significant. Okay, one more skadoop. Fails again. Fails again, because oh. 
because he's major failure. And skadoosh. Uh, Killed him. Dying. Okay. Goodbye. Six, six was all it took. Goodbye. Well, he only had one hit point left. Oh, wow. So you just, you just blew chunks of him off the spider's back. Blue chunks. <laughs> and I don't have a shield, so it's just on my forearm that I put up to block <laughs> my eyes. And then I'm gonna say to um, Elric, "Hey guy, do you notice how sparkly your armor is? <laughs> Even if it gets dirty, did you notice that, bro?" <laughs> and he uh, he looks down at his armor uh, as the blood and guts just magically fade away, and he's like, "Huh? Would you look at that? Isn't that cool?" Yeah. Do we know that we're alone now? I think we're alone now. I'm going to go look down the hallway. I Don't slip on my grease. Oh, yeah. I stopped right before the grease. I remember the, gre- the grease. We need to start next time with freeing these guys. Because mm-hmm. we got enough uh, weapons, like, you know, smaller weapons to hand out to so these people can join our, join our cause for a bit while we save them. Maces and but if we don't find Jack, we have to keep looking. Well, of course, but we also need to rest, mm. so we can put these people on guard duty <laughs> while we get while we get long a long night's sleep, get all of our stuff we, back. We're here to save you, but first, yes, will you just stand right here and watch us sleep for eight hours? Right. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> So, we leave our heroes covered in a mix of duogar and spider guts. The victory was twice as sweet because they had also just rescued the missing citizens of Jokin. But will they find Jack among the prisoners? And who will take watch during the short rest? Do mother spiders really hate their own children? What the heck is let's make a deal? And what does it have to do with Pepto-Bismol? And who is Frodo? And is a burrito a sandwich? Well, who knows? Maybe we'll ascertain that in the next episode on Raw Radio! Hey everyone, thanks for listening to Roll Radio. Alright, so the party found some prisoners down in Firehammer Hold. Uh, but first they had to deal with some Durgar. And as I was prepping this section and going through the module, uh, there were some guards in here, in the prisons, uh, you know, just being your typical guards. But I started thinking about, you know, what's happening behind the scenes with the Durgar as the, you know, as their hold is being infiltrated by these uh, adventures. And I thought, well, they all know they're under attack, Right. And they're, you know, communicating with each other about the movements of these interlopers, these adventures. So I decided that they would expect a prison break. So they set up an ambush in the prisons instead of just being, you know, on guard duty. So I set that up and then a couple things happened that made me have to improvise on the spot. One of them was the glitter bomb. Now, you know, Esmir's been prepping and talking about this glitter bomb for, you know, a while now, but I didn't have anything uh, prepped. You know, I didn't have any stats prepped for it. I totally just, you know, I forgot about it. 
But during the session where she threw the glitter bomb, there were no Duergar. I had them, you know, in the back there hiding in the tunnels. But then I was thinking, you know, while it was happening, I didn't want the first glitter bomb to be a dud because, you know, she was really into making this thing. So I just moved one of those uh, Duergar to where she threw the glitter and just made it so it revealed him and ruined his surprise. And I'm glad I did because it was a lot of fun and, you know, it made Christine happy uh, because her plan, you know, her big idea worked. And the second thing I wasn't planning on was her uh, mystery key working and her going into that cell. Again, you know, I didn't want it to be a dud. I wanted something interesting to come of it. So again, I moved some stuff around and put the NPC Liam in that cell, who, by the way, is one of our awesome patrons. Um, but I originally planned to reveal Liam after the battle. But when Esmir used her key to open that cell, I moved Liam into there, and he ended up joining the fight, which ended up being way cooler than what I originally planned. And, you know, it just goes to show, again, you know, what I've said before, that the story is being written not just by the DM, but also by the players. And um, in my opinion, it's always better that way. You just have to be flexible and ready to, you know, improvise as the DM. I mean, I could have just as easily left things the way I prepped them, but then the glitter bomb would have failed and the prisoner would have just been, you know, some uh, nameless NPC. And, you know, that would have been a lot less fun. All right. So if uh, you'd like to become an NPC like Liam, you know, think about uh, maybe becoming a patron and help the show. Uh, Any support is greatly appreciated. Head over to RollRadio.com and click the link. And while you're there, check the link to Sirenscape.com where all the in-game music and sound effects come from. See how you can add a cinematic flair to your next game. And the game we're playing is Dungeons & Dragons 5th Edition and the Scourge of the Sword Coast module by Wizards of the Coast. Check them out at dnd.wizards.com. All right, thanks again for listening. And tune in next time and listen in as the party gets to know this new Elric.